Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Frying Pan Podcast, your favorite pop culture podcast. And it's me, your host with the most, uh, Daniel Villager Seer, and I'm here with my lovely co-host. It's Robert Cashew D'Onofrio. How's it going, folks? Lovely day we're having. Um, I just want to. It start- is a really beautiful day. I just want to start off by saying I've spent my whole day today with a migraine, and mm-hmm. it finally faded away at like two o'clock. Um. Probably one of the worst days I've ever had in my life. <laughs> really? Because it's like, you know, when you have a migraine, you want to be somewhere quiet and dark. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, where I work, there is no quiet and there is no dark. <laughs> so, like, I would periodically, like, go to the bathroom, just turn the lights off and just sit there. And then people would be really fucking confused because, like, I couldn't talk either because I felt like I was going to throw up. So I was just, like, miserable the entire day. Oh. But, Jeez, that sucks. Yeah, but it it subsided eventually, so we're good. It's a beautiful well, day that, now. That's good. Maybe you were dehydrated. Maybe you got to drink no. more, Dan. Are you kidding me? I'm drinking like fucking ninety cups a day. Bro, are you I'm, sure you you hydrate enough, bro? Bro, I'm basically waterboarding myself. <laughs> I love that the doctor's like, you need to hydrate more, Dan. <laughs> Dan's just like I, constantly I, misting himself i take a barrel and i just like put a paper towel over my head and just dunk it on me and toxic no wait no that that'll that'll kill you that's nope <laughs> that's not the one Jeez. but how you doing bud um i'm doing okay it's kind of funny you said you were rather ill earlier today as was i i uh i'm supposed to be taking like so these allergy pills that i have are like extra strength and you're supposed to take them with food otherwise you get pretty freaking nauseous Mm -hmm. and i didn't this morning just because i was kind of in a rush didn't really think about it so like i'm getting into class and as like my stomach's like you know settling because now i'm you know done running to class so i'm chilling i'm like oh i'm kind of nauseous Oh, nice. And that, and that feeling persisted for, like, 40 minutes. I'm like, all right, I feel like I'm dying. And as I was getting, like, just up to go, like, leave the class, I was going to go down to the cafe and grab some water. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to uke right now. Luckily, there was a bathroom, like, right next to my classroom. So I walk out, go to the bathroom, I uke, feel completely fine after that. So, honestly, very fortunate. <laughs> Good timing. Great place, right time. You do love to honestly. see it. But uh, besides that, you know, like you said, it's just a very beautiful Tuesday today. Yeah, I can get behind it, believe it or not. Um, my other only gripe of the day was the laundry and dryer and all that jazz is like in the basement of my uh, complex. And today mm-hmm. I did legs, so I had to go downstairs. And walking down the stairs was a very difficult task, to say the least. <laughs> I was like hobbling down the stairs. I was debating on just like jumping down the middle and breaking my legs and landing at the bottom. But like... Uh, long term it doesn't seem that good you should just walk down on your hands dan but then i well i gotta carry the basket and i haven't been practicing carrying the basket with my feet yet so i don't think i have it yet you know what i mean that's true yeah for all you guys that don't know dan's a world-class gymnast uh no don't want to give him that impression (laughs) i gotta stretch more not that flexible yet maybe someday when my hopes the two-time world champ baby the two-time the two turn. Yeah. Uh, got any, uh, got any positive that. things in your life lately? Got any positive things? Um, actually, so my parents are out on vacation, and I've had the house to myself. I was telling you about this yesterday, mm-hmm. and I haven't had the house to myself mm, since I started driving. As you guys know, I started driving recently because you know, slow boy. Anyways, and. With that newfound freedom and the house being, you know, rather empty, like, I just feel great, like, because I can go out and do exactly what I want, because, you know, before, if no one's home, that means I'm SOL if I want to go anywhere, unless, you know, I got one of you guys to come scoop me up. True. But, you know, that's not the case, so it's kind of like that added piece on top of it, so it's, like, double peaceful, it's nice and quiet, it's kind of weird, though, because my house usually has, like, the ambient noise of just at least someone typing away or someone watching TV or something. Yeah. So it's kind of weird, like, at night, it just being dead quiet. 
Yeah. Sometimes it just be like that. You get used to it eventually, but yeah, I remember mm. when I was a wee boy and my parents decided that they didn't want to take us on like vacations anymore. That mm. like when the house is empty at night, I used to get terrified because I was always like, I'd always uh, stay up to like two in the morning, and I'm like, oh, it's almost three, almost witching hour. The demons are gonna come out and uh, drag me down the stairs. I try to sprint up it. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Dude, I feel you there. I saw some dumbass, like... Okay, I'm clapping because it's you just said something that triggered a memory. So, my mom likes to watch those stupid ghost adventure shows on, like, the Travel Channel or oh, whatever. I love those. <laughs> those are, like, her guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. And one of those dumbass shows, like, ten years ago was like, Yeah, most ghost activity happens between three and four in the morning. And literally i spent like the next five years of my life up until i was probably like 12 or 13 it's kind of embarrassing but genuinely if i stayed up that late i would be scared only then literally only then between three and four i remember um when i was a kid i don't know if my house was haunted when i was a kid it felt like it because when from like seven to thirteen I always remember when I'd go to bed at night, my room would creak a lot. But then when I was 13, it just stopped. And I don't know if, like, my dad fixed it or some shit. But I remember, yeah, I remember, like, specifically one night I was in my basement playing my Xbox. I was playing Minecraft with some friends. And it was like... You had Minecraft on the Xbox? Yeah, sorry. A little bit of a D-gen. Real gamer. Real Real gamer gamer hours. hours. Uh, Yeah, real gamer hour was, like, 3 in the morning. And I remember, like, my parents went away that weekend and i walked up the stairs and i was just like so terrified <laughs> that i just went back into the basement and just pulled an all nighter because i was too afraid to go up the stairs <laughs> into the dark <laughs> oh i've done that before i'm with you there dude i'm with you there <laughs> but it was like um i think it was like i was like yo guys let's let's pull let's pull it all nighter right and they're like oh no i can't i got to do something wrong. i'm like no 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 come on guys come on we we haven't done it in a long time <laughs> No one was on board, so it comes to be like six, and like at at that point the sun's coming up, so I'm like, I can sleep now. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> I mi- I miss that actually about being younger. I don't know if you were younger, but I feel I don't know if you were. Younger. I don't know if you're. So yeah, sorry. Just yeah. fucking jumped out of an egg. Yeah, Dan zapped into existence at exactly sixteen. Um, no, I don't know if when you were younger you pulled a lot of all-nighters, but I feel like as soon as I hit, like, high school, I lost my ability to pull all-nighters. I can, but I just don't see them to be, like, fun anymore. Because, no... You I, ne- can, I can see that. It used to be but, you had, like, five of the boys, you're all like, all right, yeah, we're pulling all-nighter, but now it's, like, me and a friend will play, like, a grindy game until, like, three in the morning. We're like, you just want to keep going? He's like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, really. Well, the thing is, like, when I was a kid, like, I would even just play, like, Assassin's Creed by myself and literally just stay up all night. Like, when I was a kid, it's like, it wasn't, like, a decision to stay up all night. It was just like, all right, guess I'm staying up all night this time. And, like, I was just completely fine the next day. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, if I do it, I'll stay up all night and just literally hate myself once, like, 7.30 comes around, like, 7.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I can't survive after pulling an all-nighter anymore. It kind of sucks, really. No, well, that's... I would say it's a part of growing up, but we're not really old yet, so... Yeah, fine. I was gonna say, growing up, bro, that was, like, freaking six years ago. God, right. I'm old. Eh, not yet. I uh, just turned 20, Dan. I, t- my yeah. life is half over. And I turned 21. Uh, I can drink, but I haven't had my first legal drink yet. Have you not? No, I don't have. I don't care to. I don't have a drive to. Huh. I don't want to go out to fucking M and R and be like, uh, what do you recommend? <laughs> As if like I have a fake idea or some shit. Give me one alcohol. Can I get two alcohols or am I pushing it? Jesus. Um, all right, Bobby. We're gonna let's, we're gonna we're gonna saddle up into some topics. We saddle up on that old town road, baby. Let's go. I can't stand this song anymore, but we're not getting into that. Um, it's I on said, the radio, man. It's I know. I hear radio. Billy Ray, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, it's, it's a different timeline. I know. I say saddle up because Kentucky, Her- Kentucky Herpy happened. 
the Kentucky Derby happened. Herbie and... fully loaded, the movie starring Lindsay Lohan. Fuck, I totally forgot about that movie. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. But a uh, little K- Kentucky Derby dilemma going down on uh, in Kentucky. It's in the name. I heard about Kentucky. this. I heard about this. Um, big old thunderfuck, first time in history. Uh, the horse that won, maximum security, his odds were one in one. As in, there's no way this guy loses. And he didn't, technically. He won the race, but um, as replay ruins sports, in some people's eyes, it's going to ruin the Kentucky Derby, too. Um, the best 90 seconds of your goddamn life. They <sighs> they go... Yeah, honestly. <laughs> they go. They, uh, it's, a, it's honestly a fact. <laughs> yeah, they, go, they go back into the replay, and it shows that Maximum Security is out here playing NASCAR, bumping and nudging some of the other racehorses to the side as he's, like... He's trying to draft with them, but drafting doesn't really work with horses because they don't have the aerodynamics, you know what I mean? And also, it wouldn't really work for him being front, but he was out there, like you know cutting people off not doing the right thing and he got disqualified my mental image was just a horse tokyo drifting but i i I, i've seen the footage so i know that's not what happened but still he kind of did but um a lot of people were upset mostly due to the fact that uh a lot of people lost a lot of money in bets believe it or not (laughs) it's actually insane they said that the total wages on this year's Kentucky Derby increased 10% to $165 million, right? Mm-hmm. And how much of that was just on the one horse? Was it... I'm pretty sure $6.2 million of the wagers were literally just on maximum security. Yeah, and that was just to win. And then there was another one point five to place, and then 1.3 to show, which is, you know first second third because they can't so, call it that because it's horse racing it's very uppity up yeah so collectively about nine million dollars was lost on this uh disqualification yeah and the horse that finished second i believe had like a one in 56 odd odds which is not good but Wait, uh, so the payout must be insane for the people that bet on that horse one person bet on it and they put 25 dollars down on it and I guess uh, their return was $16,000. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wait. Actually, okay. Hear me out. I've, I'm not a betting person, nor do I enjoy the Kentucky Derby ever. But theoretically, if you just put, like, let's just say, like, 25. Let's just say I had a lot of money and I put, like, $100 on every horse. Doesn't that mean, like, if there was an upset, no matter what, I'm still making my money back at that point? Um, do you lose if you bet on all the horses? Well, yeah, you definitely lose if you bet on all the horses. Because say you put a hundred on the most winning horse, everybody's gonna be betting on that horse. So that hundred isn't as significant to say if the sixty-five to one long shot won. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that that's definitely true. That's definitely true. I mean, if you're a wealthy man and a hundred is nothing, then yeah, fuck it. I don't know if you can bet on every horse, but well, I was kind of wondering about like what what are the ramifications? Could I just literally just put money down on every horse and be like, hey, I'm a winner no matter what, fucko? This is true. I you know you could probably pull like a Scooby Doo thing where you place a bet and then you turn the corner, you take your hat off, place a bet, turn the corner, put like mm-hmm. a fake mustache on. Yeah, and right. just keep doing some shit like that if it's well, not legal. Then, then but, again, though, if the odds of of the second place horse were so low, like, the fuck's the point even betting? Like, if it was for certain that this one horse was going to win, like, why why even bet for that one chance that there is an upset? Well, I guess I the story I heard was a woman, I think it was like an old-time couple where they were just like, the wife told her husband, like, hey, go put 25 on Country House and i love horse names so much some of them are just bad country house it could be better maximum security that's a fucking that's a fire name that's a mammoth name for a horse like there's holy hell you know i'm betting on a horse named maximum security hold on we're gonna we're gonna deep dive and look at a can sea biscuit fuck sea biscuit i'm all about maximum security i want to look at the horse names for this um all right we got uh california chrome that's pretty nice uh, i like the i like uh, man there's one called man of war yep we got war emblem too uh sunday silence Ooh, 
War Admiral. Big Brown. Wait, <laughs> wait, this one, Super Saver? That one's terrible. This is not fucking Price Chopper, hello? Wait, wait, someone just... Actually, speaking of Price Chopper, did you hear the one in Vern's closing? Oh, th thank God. That place, that place, every time I walk in, just spikes my it's depression. Depressing. Yeah. It's depressing. Very sad place. Um, <laughs> someone named their horse Real Quiet. Real Quiet. Um... Animal Kingdom, that was the one that won the Triple Crown, I'm pretty sure. Um, Fusashi Pegasus. Whew. Yeah, Someone named their Zenyatta, bro. He plays Overwatch. Yeah, dude, some horse names are so good. Some of them are just like... Round table. <laughs> fire. Yeah. 20 grand, baby. <laughs> some of them are so good. Some of them are so bad. But Funny side. Okay, I'm sorry. These are I. I wish I didn't look up the names yeah, of resources because some of these are actually hysterical. I know we gotta stop. <laughs> I was gonna change my kid's name to, a, or I'm gonna name my kid like fucking Roundtable. Jeez, seven weirdest hor racehorse names in history. All right, we're not going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> not. Can I just tell you what number seven is? Sure. Po two, and it's P O. T or pot pot you and then uh is that nine or eight o's following oh well that's a little different yeah pot and eight o's okay go like sapper <laughs> i'm sorry i can't handle that right. i'm closing the article i'm closing, we'll, it. I'm closing we'll, it. we'll talk we'll talk about it after but we can't we can't right. do a whole stay podcast dedicated to the kentucky derby actually stay, not stay tuned to next week's episode all about horses <laughs> we name every horse that we can think of not the type of horses but just horse names <laughs> uh wheel wagon mcgillicuddy that'd be a great fucking horse name wheel wagon mcgillicuddy <laughs> Uh, that's my Steam name now. I already can see it. Jeez. Actually, speaking of names, me and someone in my uh, literature class are talking. You ever notice that, like, some rappers, like, real names just sound strangely European? Yep. Yeah, some rappers, it's better that they go by their alias. Yeah, like, there's just, there's a few names that are just like, really? That's, that's, I still can't get over 21 Savage's name. Alright, we're... It we're we're going down rabbit holes. We are not staying on topic. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever, we, man. We jump from betting in the derby to you know what Twenty One Savage's real name is. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're not wrong. But I feel you. Um, bottom line, if you bet on maximum security, oops, unlucky. Jeez. Uh, I mean, I don't Crazy. know why. You, I don't know why you wouldn't when you are a <laughs> one for one favorite, which is literally just. There's no way in hell this horse doesn't win the race. Well, he got disqualified, so rest in peace. Well, t all right, technically he won. Technically he's yeah. a winner. Yeah, technically he's a winner, but, you know. He, my, th my thing is, like, I find it funny that they disqualify the horses if the horse, like, knew he's cutting the other horses off intentionally, which I, well, I don't yeah. think, I mean, horses are smart, but I don't think they're fucking Obviously con conniving. Not. Well, I mean, they do have... Is there not jockeys riding them? That's true, but it's not like... Well, it's not like they fucking plug into the horse and they become the horse. Well, I, I'm I'm saying more or less, like, they don't attribute the win to the jockey. They attribute the win to the horse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure this is a case of, like, it, it's a jockey error and him just not, like, handling the horse properly. But they're, you know, they're just saying the horse's name because that's how you know the You know, you know the horse, not the jockey. True. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't even tell you the guy's name. I think it, it was. Some, uh, yeah. It was a Spanish. I don't even name. think it's in our article. I do remember hearing it though. Now I'll find it. Actually, yeah. it really doesn't matter. Regardless, it, they lost a lot of money. But you know who didn't lose lose a lot of money? Tell me. Avengers Endgame coming in hot off of its uh, first box office, second no first week in the box office. I'm pretty sure. Good segue, by the way. Very proud of you on that one. Thank you. Um, as of the fifth of May, so two days ago, this article came out on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It is grossed so far two point one eight nine billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, I honestly could expect more, or could have expected more. Well. Uh, the thing is, like, 
it's only in the first week. I know. And it's I'm pretty sure it's definitely topped Avatar at this point. Uh no movie. actually. Really? So it surpassed Titanic, which mm-hmm. was uh 2.187. So it passed it only by 2 million. And I'm f- think Avatar was at 2.2 something or t- I'm sorry, 2.3 something maybe. I'm not too sure. I think it will. Uh, let's get Steven on that. So Avatar, thank you Steven. Avatar made 2.7 billion overall. So I'm 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 almost certain it could probably pass it, it give it enough time. Yeah. Um well, not, I mean that could be said about anything really, but Yeah. Not surprised. Um I don't know, man. It's, just, it's uh... it was definitely to be expected with the amount of hype that was surrounding with this movie and the amount of people that have dedicated a lot of years to watching all the movies that led up to this moment. So, mm. well, that's just. that's the, yeah, it's de- it's definitely just. But I I guess what's more or less like still uh like the metric of them making this amount of money kind of just like goes to show how big of an impact culturally and entertainment wise that this franchise has had. Oh yeah. You know, the fact that, I mean, obviously it is the end of the franchise, or I guess, yeah, kind of in a way, it's the end of the franchise. What's it, the arc? Because it's not like they're they're done with Marvel. That's Yeah, that's a good way to say it. The end of the arc. You know, the one that stretched, like, what, 22 movies? And it's not like every movie did well in that 22, but still everyone came together to see this final one, and it grossed so much freaking money. Yeah. Like, this is, uh, like, I know personally there's people that, like, look at superhero movies and they're like, oh, I'll wait till it goes to, like, Redbox or I'll wait till it goes on HBO. Like, they wait. But no, people didn't wait for Endgame. They went. They saw it. Like, when Avatar came out, it was doing really well. But no one was like, hey, if you give me an Avatar spoiler, I'll kill you. Yeah, exactly. Endgame was like that. Yeah, people are, like, borderline losing their lives if they spoil Endgame. Oh yeah, I don't know if we talked about last week on the podcast, but someone was shouting spoilers in the theater after seeing it to people in line, and he was beaten to near death. Yeah, um, I don't want to say he deserves it, but he kind of deserves it. Well, he, honestly, he he was deliberately trying to ruin people's experience, so yeah, it's I'm, like... Eh. It's like, um, you're trying to have a kid for like three years, and then you finally have the kid, and then... Someone just runs up and takes the kid out of your wife. Mm. Not at all, really, but you kind of get what I mean. It's just a little bad, bad, not good experience. I would also mm-hmm. definitely say that, like, seeing Endgame in theater is definitely worth it. Oh, but yeah, the I cinematic feel, experience alone. Yeah, I feel it's a must. I, not, uh, I You can definitely see it out of theater, but I'm saying oh, yeah. if you have the chance, fucking get in there. Most definitely, it uh, it's one of the best theater watching experiences of all time. Oh yeah, only only only, it's up there with Avatar. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, you're you're saying Avatar. You're, I'm I ask it every time, but like you're definitely talking about the live action one, right? Uh, yeah, da- no, <laughs> I'm talking about blue people, my friend. Blue. Well, people. Aang had a blue arrow, so and people wore blue, so I'm just, Jesus. I'm not seeing the difference. Is what I'm saying. Anyways, so <laughs> after after the first week with these numbers come out, we uh, we get to see how well the movie did uh, internationally, which is really cool. Mm. So looking at these, you know how much the movie made in China? A lot. Five hundred seventy five hundred seventy five point eight million dollars in China. You know how much it made in the UK? How much? Eighty nine million. Well. You gotta think China's fucking huge. Also, people okay, in China yes. love everything. Don't get... I just think it's so freaking cool, I guess, that, like... I'm not saying everyone in China went to see it. But... Maybe they did. Obviously, a lot of people did. <laughs> Maybe all of China got together for a nice viewing experience. Well... It's, I guess what... Really, what I was trying to talk about, like, when we were looking at these numbers internationally... I think I was trying to talk about it with our friend Jordan yesterday, is that 
it's doing hysterically well, like, internationally. Yeah. Like, it's on track to be the number one movie internationally. Yeah. I mean, I don't think... Like, obviously, people internationally have seen the previous ones, but even if, like, you're just going into it, you kind of get it. Like, I don't want to say aesthetically, but, like, visually, it's just appealing regardless if you know what's going on or not, like, context-wise. No, that's true. That's true. I, I, I guess I just think it's so cool because, you know, these movies are doing really well in places like China, Korea, Mexico, Brazil where most likely these movies are either translated or these people are just reading it with subtitles, but they're still doing that well, you know? Oh, yeah, that's true. Because, I'm trying to like, imagine watching Endgame, like, dubbed in... In, like, Korean or yeah. something, you know? Like, that's that's why I think it's so cool, is just because, like, I feel like this movie in particular, we get to have a way better viewing experience for a lot of foreign a lot better of a viewing experience than a lot of the other foreign audiences just because like we don't have that like language barrier so we don't have to deal with a dub translation or we don't have to only focus on the subtitles you know what i mean i'm sure like you know people in foreign countries are used to that just because hollywood's predominantly english speaking but still you know yeah no i agree it's definitely exciting it definitely is um speaking of movies that are probably going to make a lot of money um we talked about the Sonic movie last time, and Jesus, the ba- <laughs> the backlash for the Sonic movie is so bad that they got to put off the release date till November now. <laughs> wasn't wasn't it supposed to come out? When was it originally supposed to come out? Like summer, summer. right? Yeah, like a little after uh, Detective Pikachu, which comes out I think next weekend. By the way, yeah, which was originally supposed to come out in April. Yeah, funny enough, that's fine, but. You know, hey, they realized Endgame was just <laughs> yeah, gonna slaughter them. I was, so. just, I was gonna say, releasing a movie anywhere near the end of April was a big, uh, why? <laughs> yeah, it, honestly, it's just asking to get your movie overshadowed. Yeah, you're you're fucking yourself. That's okay. But yeah, yeah the um, the whole team was like, hey, our bad. We'll do better next time. But me and my friend had a theory on this, and it's a pretty popular theory, apparently. Um. We, th- we think that um, a lot of people, or not a lot of people, but l- the movie, the producer and the director, this was just like a ploy so that, uh, like, this wasn't the actual final design for Sonic that they put out. It was just like mm-hmm. a decoy to see how much people would hate it, to see how they could improve upon it. You know what I mean? Huh. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about now, that? Now, so I'm digesting this, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually think that's like an A1 plan. I, but at the same time, like... so I wonder, like, how much reanimating the, the one character costs in general. A good amount. I don't know the budget of the film, but I know it is definitely not cheap. Well, so that's the thing, like... If everything was done, and they're like, alright, we'll go back and re-edit him, because obviously they don't have to reshoot everything, he's a CGI character, you know? Yeah. But, let's let's just say, like, redesigning isn't that expensive, then I would say that theory doesn't really hold much ground, but, like, let's just say it is, then that would make a lot of sense, because really, like, I, I struggle to feel like people were, like... Yeah, bro, that looks great when they were first, like, doing concept designs, you Exactly. Know? Like, there's no way that you had didn't have any grasp at all of what people would want Sonic to look like that you're just, like... Yeah, um, like, I can't imagine no one on the team has never played Super Smash Brothers or even even just a Sonic game in general, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just felt like they were just, um, what fursuit can I copy to make look like Sonic? Mm. It's just awkward. I mean, also, I imagine the comedy is just going to be shit regardless, but as long as Sonic doesn't look terrible, it's okay, I guess. Well, let's see if Jim Carrey can put the movie on his back. He's got us, because I know no one else is going to. (laughs) Based on that trailer alone, I can't say I'm impressed Uh... or even interested in any way, shape, or form. Tragically. You know what was dumb, actually, that I read? What? Uh, someone was saying, like, Sonic, uh, 
in the trailer you can see Sonic has a pile of old ruined shoes, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we we've never seen Sonic's feet before, so people are saying like, are they gonna try and animate human feet onto Sonic? Like, oh, happen, dude! You would get a full community of God. I wish I could suck Sonic's toes. Oh, uh, that's Sorry. a soundbite. That's that's a honestly. I want to make that my text tone. God, I wish I could suck Sonic's toes. <laughs> That, that's actually gonna get saved. I better not edit that I imagine, out. I imagine <laughs> Sonic's like fucking feet would be all twitchy and something because he's always got to go fast, so he's just got to keep moving, right? God, honestly, I just I hate Sonic now. I don't even want to talk about it. I know it's actually just disgusting, but I figured it was it's worth a little follow up from last week. Honestly, just hire the animators from Detective Pikachu and have them give you a Sonic. Oh. I'm sure they could do an okay job. Oh, so I mean, how there's people on Twitter showing content already right. infinitely better than the shit. No, I know it. Um, fun fact: I guess Detective Pikachu is cute and funny. So, no, oh, well, that's, that's good. That's what early reviews are saying. I'm actually kind of excited for it. Like, I wasn't really at first. Then it like the more uh, like images I've seen of the CGI Pokemon, the more I've wanted to see it. Hmm. I feel that. Uh, speaking of movies, actually, so Scarlett Johansson and Marvel kind of have announced. Now I'm not sure like the valid the validity of this, mm-hmm. but it had a lot of upvotes on Reddit, and I couldn't find any source articles. But it seems like Scarlett Johansson will be producing her own Black Widow movie, hmm. which is pretty freaking cool. I'm very excited for it because yeah. she's also going to be starring. Well, I would in the Black Widow movie. I would hope so, since that is kind of her character. Well, but... I'm not gonna say anything spoilers from Endgame, but like, I actually, yeah, no, 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 I'm not gonna, I'm literally not gonna say anything. Well, that's um, what, that's why I, is because they haven't talked about her past. So is this gonna be like an origin movie post? Exactly. Endgame? Well, that's the thing. So if it's after Endgame, people are saying, well, what? Well, well, what could it be if it was after Endgame? So people are saying, you know, they're not really going off of that because, you know, it's a little bit unlikely. Like I said, not going to say why because spoilers. Anyways, if it is an origin story, people are hoping it's either the, um, if you remember, uh, in like the first Avengers and a little bit in the second one, I think, Black Widow and Hawkeye kind of always like, they had a callback to Budapest all way, uh, a little bit, like oh, an inside yeah. joke. Mm-hmm. People are hoping that it goes back to that era and maybe uh, they can get Hawkeye in the movie as well. That'd be cool. Yeah, see, like that... I, I, I don't like the whole, like, Marvel theme of origin story, big movie, origin story, big movie, but she's a character that never really got one, so I felt like she's deserving of one, I'd say. I kind of like the I like the format. I mean, it, it introduces characters and it makes it so like you don't have to rush the origin into the already move like the already set movie. You know? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I shouldn't say I have an issue with it. It's just very it, cut in stone, repetitive. Time. Yeah, just repetitive. I'd uh, say, but it's not necessarily I mean, it's a bad thing. Definitely Marvel's format, like you know. Yeah, it, it's it's that at like at this point it's their format. It's not like anyone else is doing it. I mean, hell, if DC did, I mean. Like I said, I, I I still am under the impression that Justice League never came out just because I can't imagine that it flew under the radar so much that I actually didn't realize it was already on DVD. I mean, I wouldn't even say it flew under the radar. I don't. Do you know how much movie or movie? Do you know how much money that movie made? No clue. A lot, like a uh, close to a billion, if not a billion. And that movie was uh, Justice League. Yeah. No. Yeah, but like, where the hell was I to where the point, like, to where it was like I never even know, no, it went into theaters or didn't even know it went into theaters. Sorry, I'm like, I'm slurring. I'm not drunk. I'm sorry. That's fine. I but mean, yeah, like, how how could I have literally been under a rock and did not know Justice League was in theaters? Like, I'm kind of a nerd. That doesn't make sense. I mean, there was a lot of. Not hype, but there is a lot of advertising for it. That's why I'm so confused. I, maybe I just like in, just subconsciously chose to r- write that out of my uh, mind. I mean, rightfully so. I'd say the 
it's not like it was very worth it. I still actually have to go and watch it. I don't know what happens in it at all. You're good. You, I can honestly give you the rundown if you want. It is not worth uh, getting it anywhere or trying to like illegally download it. It is just not <laughs> worth even investing any time into it. Jeez, that bad. It's just so useless. Like, I hate using the word useless because I feel like it's a very, uh, it's a very rude word, but God, that movie is fucking useless. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jeez. Um, but back, circling back to Black Widow real quick. I'm really excited. I think Scarlett Johansson does a pretty good job as Black Widow. I said it once, I'll say it again. I can't wait for Scarlett Johansson to marry me someday in the future. Hopefully. How old is Scarlett Johansson, out of curiosity? Uh, Mid-30s, I think. Take your best guess right Uh, now. Honestly, I'm going to guess 43. 34? What the hell? Oh, I flipped the script. She's 34. I only said 43 because I feel like she's been in a lot of movies. See, I agree with you. Like, I, I'm laughing at it because, like, I don't. I'm not saying she looks old or anything because you know, obviously, 34 is not old. I just feel like she's been in so much stuff since I was a kid that she has to be older. Yeah. Eh, maybe we're just dumb. I like how yeah, I said. Maybe. I like how I said like... mid 30s, and I knew it. But then you said, "Take your best guess," and I thought you already saw it. And then I was like, "Uh, uh, higher." So I think she was in twenties, but uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, fun, fun little thing happened yesterday. Um, the Met Gala. No idea what it is, to be honest. I see. I don't understand it, it either. It's like a big dress-up party, and it's just like you get all the Instagram pictures, but you never know what happens inside. Um, it, but but it happened is yesterday. It just like- is it like prom for celebrities? But that's what I'm wondering. I don't know. Well, because I think the whole th- thing is uh, you don't – no one knows what happens inside except for the people who go and you're not allowed to talk about it, uh-huh. I guess. But um, I always love looking at it just because of the um, extraordinary gowns and uh, things people wear. And I want mm. you to just, uh, just open up Google, go to images, and just look up Met Gala 2019. We're going to look at some pictures together, okay? Uh, there's already a few that come to mind. I just, I, I know people won't be able to see it, but I want us to be able to describe to people what we're looking at. And I want them to so, interpret what they think it might be. So Lady Gaga's dress, I don't know if you, if you saw that. I have, the, uh, which one? The pink which, one? Which one's, oh, the pink one? Oh, I'm the looking at one? it right now. Yes. So um, it, it actually just looks like someone threw a bed sheet over No, you know what it looks like? Because I'm looking at a picture where she has uh, like five guys around her with umbrellas and suits. It kind of that as well. It kind of reminds me of. Do you remember in elementary school when you'd have the parachute? And um, oh my god, yes! You, you would like you'd throw it up and then you'd all sit under it and you just like sit there and do nothing. That's basically what the picture is that I'm looking at right now. Lady Gaga, I love her and she's she looks good. Good on Lady Gaga. Uh, we all- you see Cardi B, Cardi uh, B's quilt. Uh, Cardi B kind of, Cardi B's dress, like the way it's laid out, looks like if it flapped up, she'd be a peacock. Okay, dead ass. You cannot get within six feet of Cardi B unless you're standing directly in front of her because the gown just literally extends out six feet. It looks on the ground. It looks like a carpet that's put on top of a carpet at your grandparents' house. God, that's actually very accurate. I'm trying. I know. I'm trying. But um, her headpiece is cool, where it's like a a, a bedazzled kind of uh, book sock. Mm. Um, mm. very good on her. Uh, Kim Kardashian wore something that was like really freaking weird. Um, did she? Because I thought Kim Kardashian was looking good. Uh, she wore that like weird, like plasticky, watery-looking dress. Yeah, it was. That was a bit odd. I don't know how it, I felt about it. I mean, she looked great in it. She definitely killed it. Don't. It, it's just more or less the formatting was weird because it was obviously designed to make it look like she was like nude and water was just dripping down her. Yeah, which is you know, mm. good on you. Um, yeah. One there was one big uh, controversy, which was Harry Styles dressed like kind of like a woman, and people were very uh, unnerved about it. 
Really? Yeah, I don't. He painted his nails. He had an earring. I don't know. Like, I don't know why it was such a big deal, but it was all on Twitter for like the whole night. Um, Did he? Hold on, I gotta look up a picture of Harry. Yeah, I thought he looked good. Uh, okay. It's definitely a little weird. But but it's also like, what isn't weird at this thing? Well. Granted, some people just like just suit tie. They look just, you know. I mean, kind of basic. Okay, I I can see what people like. Th- that's something I would see with like Rihanna wearing, actually. Yeah, no, I could see that too. Um, uh, Kylie. Okay. Oh, she looks good. Did I you see? Do you see what Travis Scott looked like? Didn't he wear all black? He no. He looked like something out of fucking Wolfenstein. Did he? Yeah, look it up. He... Emily, uh, Elizabeth Olsen rather looked freaking fantastic. Yeah, a lot of people look good. I love Elizabeth Olsen. She's 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 amazing. She is. I can get behind that. Um, I don't know. I'd say if you want to look at pictures, just Google them. You'll you'll find them, and some of them. You'll, oh yeah, you'll very them. very interesting. Very good. <laughs> uh, look at what uh, Zendaya looked like as well. Zendaya looked good. She had like um a smoke dress too or something like she there was a thing with hers i don't remember it 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 just looked really good yeah it did look good so did sophie turner actually yeah sophie turner and joe looked great i mean they they had like a very like abstracty weird design on both their uh, outfits but they definitely looked cool this was kind of normal i'd say i don't know if normal. well i i would say it looks like something just people would wear outside as opposed to um, fur sleeves. Okay, well, you, when you put it that way, you're not wrong. It's all about perspective, I'd say. But, That's fair. Anywho, uh, speaking of Joe and Sophie, did you want to talk about the uh, the billboards? Yes! So, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner got married right after the billboards, funny enough. Um, Woo! I was talking about, or I was wondering when they were going to get married, uh, before the billboards, because I think they look great together. It's kind of weird to talk about this kind of stuff, because I usually don't care. But for some reason, I do nowadays. Yeah. Well, they were engaged for a while. Well, I know they were engaged, but you know, I didn't think they would run away and get married literally right after the billboards. So, the billboards also happened this past uh, weekend? Right. Yeah, weekend. Yeah. And... Uh, the performances I watched, I've watched the Jonas Brothers performance, obviously. You guys know I love the, the, the Jonas Brothers. I think it was actually fantastic. I, I think they sound great live mm. together. I'm glad they're back. Um, Halsey's Interpretive Dance, I think everyone should go and watch it. It was definitely interesting. It was... Uh, See, like, I've never really had an appreciation for interpretive dance, so I really don't know, like, what good interpretive dance is, but I definitely didn't want to stop watching, so I guess that means it was kind of good. That's Yeah, that's how I feel about interpretive dance, where it's like, I like what's going on now, question mark, I don't know, but I'm not going to look away. Exactly, like, if I closed the video and was like, oh, that's dumb, then obviously it wasn't, you know, good to the layman, but... You know, I kept watching, so, you know, hey. Yeah. And then I saw Panic! of the Disco. Honestly, I wasn't a big fan of their uh, performance. Or at least uh, I, uh, it was just the guy doing, like, Hey Ma is what I saw. Like, Hey Ma, I Made It, I think is the song. Yeah. And honestly, I, I'm just not really a big fan of that song in general. Like, the performance was fine. I just really just not the sound of Panic! at the Disco that I like. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not the edginess that I enjoyed. Feel uh, the, the billboards were, were was an interesting watch. I'm not usually in on that, but I like seeing all the celebrities there and whatnot. Yeah, I never, I don't never pay attention to these things that often, but I always like looking back at them. Like I'll never watch them live, but I like seeing recaps on it just because yeah. I, I like to intake as much media as I can to an extent. And mm. shit like this is just, it's interesting. It's also nice to see like. Um, just like celebrities taking pictures with other celebrities that you don't normally see them with. 
yeah it's like oh it's a cute little friendship like um mm-hmm. the one i thought was great was khalid took a picture with all of um bts that k-pop mm-hmm. group and not a bts stan um sadly not too huge on him but um there was like when they were performing he was in the stands like singing along to the song and it was very cute oh honestly i i i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real with you mm-hmm. i have somehow completely avoided any any form of bts the the korean boy band like i never seen pictures never seen video like i have somehow avoided everything about them it's honestly impressive that you're able to avoid them because i don't even try to like interact by any way but it always just like casually pops up somewhere and i'm like oh yeah it's not that i have an aversion to k-pop in general because i think like there is value in all different kinds of music Mm mm-hmm but like, for some reason, the name BTS has always been like a "all right, I won't read any further" type of name for me. Mm-hmm. So I've never really got uh, to see them. Like, uh, there was a picture of uh, Terry Crews with BTS that was actually a fantastic <laughs> picture. If you saw, that is a. I don't even know how I would describe that. Just like a, a tale of two worlds, I guess exactly it genuinely looks like they're two different species of yeah. people what's well, it's, it's, it's always so weird to see like pictures of them because they're just like so perfect i guess like very thin angular face like that very like uh modely angly jawlines you know what like, i mean yeah the they just don't look real cool hair they don't look real i guess like they look fake yeah that's that's actually a pretty good word for it yeah still respect them though they're doing good but uh terry cruz was so happy to see them terry cruz wait lo- he actually loves bts apparently yeah <laughs> what terry cruz is like into a lot of different things it's also just so weird like uh i know one of terry cruz's big things for a while was he was into um like overwatch and game building pcs with his son i thought that was cute too wait even the josh mother said their main goal was to meet bts wait (laughs) that's actually funny as hell yeah hey when you're big you're big i guess i should uh give them a listen i just saw that picture of khalid and bts by the way yeah it's very cute it is actually khalid always yeah khalid always just looks happy which is strange, because I always feel like his music is very emo. Really? No, his music's very just, like, relaxing, I guess. Uh, I guess it's just because the songs that I happen to have in my playlist of Khalid are a little bit on the sadder-sounding side, so maybe that's why. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, he's got some sad boy songs. Mm. But, anyhow. I like Khalid's shirt from the billboards. Yeah. I like it all. I'm digging it all. like it all. Digging uh, it all. Is there any other topics you had? Well, there is uh, something interesting. Uh, it's kind of, this is one of those ones where it's like you kind of have to see the picture, but it, it is an interesting discussion topic. Mm-hmm. So astronaut Bruce McCandless, the second floats untethered away from the space shuttle with nothing but his manned maneuvering unit keeping him alive and honestly seeing that like in thinking of the actual like the like the situation gave me like such an intense feeling of anxiety like that has to be like phobia level for me just thinking of just drifting in space yeah no that is definitely um like a top five greatest fears of my life yeah like it, it is absolutely crazy to me that this guy had the balls to not be tethered whatsoever but apparent i'm reading um like quote from him and he said that the experience was very comforting for him which is just well, that... uh, terrifying for me well that's the thing like i imagine like since it's space that means the only force is acting on you is like the planet's gravity right so if he's floating above it where it wouldn't be pulling him down then I guess it's almost similar to, like, 
floating in water with the added bonus of not drowning? I guess so. Jeez, that I can't even imagine what it'd be like just to float in space, you know? But like I, I was just looking at it and I thought just how insane that is to think. Because like in sci-fi movies, you don't really even think about it much. No, well, except except for Gravity. I think that was well, the only movie where it was like a you yeah know, a little big yeah, yeah. deal. But regardless, but like in real life, like when it it was taken in real life, it just it, I guess it just was bizarre to me. I mean, it is bizarre. It's I. I, I don't know. I'm an, I think I'm an adventurous person, and I like trying a lot of things, but I don't see how anybody could ever want to get to the point where they'd want to just freely float in space. Well, well that, you know what? We'll link, we'll, link the, we'll link the picture. Just look in the back. Like, that literally is just nothingness. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I could see why he thinks it's comforting. It's just, I feel like it would be... It would be terrifying at first... Uh, well yeah if you well no i guess like because he did say he was just like overly trained so i imagine it wasn't even difficult for him so to the point where you don't have to worry about anything going wrong because you're so comfortable in the situation i imagine it would be a very peaceful scenario well uh, yeah i i'm sure there's a lot of like things that uh that had to have happened to make it possible for him to do that to make sure like he felt safe doing it yeah it's changing but my mind still it, it it's just so bizarre i guess just bizarre yeah no i agree he, and so this is the first person in history to do that as well which is why it's significant to us yeah well shout out bruce good job buddy yeah hopefully yeah, he um, definitely i definitely there. recommend though everyone listening to go and check out the picture because it's kind of cool it's, it kind it kind of looks fake to be honest <laughs> Well, yeah, but mostly just because, like, I guess it, I don't want to say it is fake, because that's weird, but it's like, it's definitely not a picture taken in any form of scenery that we're used to, you know, so. Yeah, that's, it just, it looks fake, but when you read into it, it's obviously not, and you're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it kind of looks like an album cover, honestly. It definitely could be an album cover. Yeah, it probably will be in the near future. We'll see. Mm, uh, Kanye photoshops his head over the astronaut's helmet. And I'm Kanye West. I'm ye in space. I like that. Um, Alright, you want to close it out with a little Game of Thrones talk? A little Game of Thrones talk, folks. So if you don't want spoilers... Well, don't listen. Three, two, one. We are now in spoiler territory. Um, so, if you don't want spoilers, leave. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, me, me, and everyone. I'm just disappointed in this season. So, and I really don't want to be because, like, the first two episodes, uh, people were complaining. I was like, no, it's fine. Like, it's it's okay. But this episode in particular. I can't. Like, I just can't keep supporting it anymore. Well, okay, the Starbucks cup, honestly, that was just an amateur mistake. So if, if you guys don't, if you haven't noticed or you didn't notice while watching or didn't, haven't seen the screenshots yet, a Starbucks cup was left right next to Amelia Clark during the feast scene, and it was in the shot for quite a bit of time. Yeah, not... I didn't notice it at first, but yeah, I hopped on Twitter and I was like, what? See, neither did I. But the thing is, I went back and watched it. And it's just fucking chilling there. It's just it, waiting. It's just chilling there. It's just chilling. It but, really is just chilling. Like, all right, episode starts where everyone's like rejoicing. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone just starts fucking, apparently. And I'm like, okay. Like, I, th- I'm fine with this. This is good. The beginning part where they like burn the bodies. That's cool. That was a good scene good scenes Mm -hmm. but um brianne and uh jamie didn't like that that was very off-putting oh and i I knew it was coming and i got really uncomfortable so i'm i'm kind of glad they actually finally fucked i didn't i never thought they had like that kind of tension though well i it, it was more or less just because 
I wanted Jamie to just not be fucking just tethered to Cersei anymore. Yeah. In gen- like, just sexually, that is. Because like, I thought, like, their whole uh, story, like, together as in Jamie and Cersei, like, you know, their combined story just kind of grew tired after, like, I guess after he uh, did that thing at Joffrey's funeral, which I kind of don't want to say out loud because it's yeah, still it's disgusting. Gross. Yeah, I will say they kind of cut off that, like, whole dynamic at a good time. Mm. I'd say that was good writing on them. But my main, like, my main gripe with the episode was um, they're taking their boats over and she's flying her dragons and her dragon gets shot down. And while that was happening, I'm like, shouldn't you have thought that the Iron Fleet would be there? And then the thing that pissed me off the most is the director's cut. They're talking about it and they're like, oh yeah, she she kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet. And I'm like, if you are going to take over a place, you don't just fucking forget about the best like fleet on water that will fuck you up and did. You don't just like mm-hmm. casually ah, uh, shit, forgot about it. That's true. I just I don't know. I just it's just lazy. It's very lazy. This whole season's lazy. And I'm just um, I'm just sad about it. Honestly, it's like I I feel like I always want to defend them. I know, like I feel you on that. I really did. Like I always want to defend the things I love, but to, there comes to a point where it's just bad, and you can't keep like defending it. Exactly, and the thing is, it's like I'm I'm sure. Tr- okay, so whenever I come in contact with something that's like hyped up and turns out to be shit. I, I try and think, like, is it really, was it just my expectations were too high and they weren't met and that's why I'm mad or was it genuinely bad? This is treading on the line of genuinely bad. Yeah. Like, like it, it's poor, right? Like, the actors are doing great. Mm-hmm. Everything looks great. It's genuinely bad writing. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think any actor is doing a bad job. I think everyone is like doing a great job in terms of acting but like the script is just so fucking bad like it's purely a writing standpoint that is bad like they're following through with the script to the point where you could almost say it's not that bad because they're doing that good of a job but just in general it's just bad it's pretty bad. freaking bad. It's pretty it, freaking bad. It's just man. so sad. Like I we still got two episodes. So I'm I I want to say that they could pop off the last two episodes to make it worthwhile waiting a whole year to come back for only six episodes of a show that you invest so much time into to just mm-hmm. not have be shit. I mean like it's common for a lot of shows to have like a great like five eight season run like all that's great but then you get to the final season it shits the bed like that's a very common thing Mm -hmm. and it's just i don't want it to be a part of that uh i don't know demographic like that group i'm i mean i'm i'm with you there it's like like i'm kind of scared like i got a tattoo of the show on my arm like it's definitely like i'm not gonna regret it just because of like what's happening it's more or less i'm just worried that like the show's just reputation is gonna get overshadowed by this one bad case of writing like obviously it's a big deal that they fucked up and honestly i feel like it should have gotten caught in the first place just in general because it's like uncharacteristically bad i guess it just doesn't seem like the show. Like, there's no... Exactly. Uh, exactly. I don't, like, Game of Thrones was the whole of... Um, you don't know what's going to happen. And the journey to get to there is very worth it. And at this point, it's like... I, I've been calling what's going to happen every episode. Mm-hmm. And you should not be able to do that in Game of Thrones, I feel. Like, normally, in earlier seasons, it'd be like... Oh, he's going to die. And I'm like, wait, he died instead? But in this, it's, oh, yeah, he's going to die. Yeah, called it. 
yeah, he got get, or it's just like, oh, that person's definitely gonna die, but they don't die, and it's like, it's not even like, thank god they didn't die, it's just like, how are they still alive? Yeah. Like, uh, Battle of Winterfell. I mean, like, I don't care that those people didn't die. I also like that, um, Tormund is just like, I'm gonna go back north, um, and John was like, oh, take Ghost with you. Even though he banned his dog, he's like, oh, I know my dog would prefer the north. And I'm like, cool. So he doesn't mm. die, and he gets a nice a nice exit, which, in all honesty, is also not something the show would do. Well, okay, so I feel like that part was fine, just because, like, see, I feel like this is another case of, like, people, like, kind of imposing their own ideals on the show in general. Like, I, th- I feel like happy things can happen, it's just very unlikely that they do. Yeah, obviously. I mean, really quick, don't get me wrong. I didn't mind that scene at all. I was very happy with it. I just thought it was very, mm. like, it felt like something was good, like, should have happened. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. But uh, on the note of, like, people were pissed that John, like, literally didn't say a word to Ghost. And he's just like, yeah, fuck it, take my dog and leave. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, I kind of, after thinking about it, it is absolutely one of the hardest things to do in life in my opinion is to say goodbye to a pet now i'm not strictly talking about like having to like put him down or anything but like even like so when i moved the first time in my younger years when my parents got divorced it meant that i was saying goodbye to one of my pets because obviously i'm not leaving him anymore it was absolutely one of the hardest things I could have done because, you know, you, you don't really think, you know, you're going to go through that ever. So I feel like it does make sense that he didn't like, I don't think he was ignoring ghosts. I feel like it just genuinely would be too hard to actually say goodbye to a pet. So if he kind of did it half assed, it would be like a little weird, I guess. Yeah. Like, I feel like if he's just like, all right, be a good boy. Bye. It just did. It wouldn't feel right. You know? No, I agree to that. But they're not going to make him start crying over it either. So it's just like, eh, I feel like they did the best thing they probably could have done. Yeah. And also, I don't know. My other gripe was uh, John telling Sansa and Arya, like, the truth about him. Like, I'm all fine with that. But I don't like that they, they made it so obvious that she was going to, like, kind of snitch about it, you know? Yeah, I, that's the thing. Like, we're family. Swear to it. I swear. Literally, instantly what, tell someone. What if somebody else could run the throne? And it's like, bitch, come on. You had one job. Yeah, it, that kind of felt like throwing wrenches for the sake of throwing wrenches. Yeah. Like, do I think. I don't know. I don't want to predict the shit again, but like, it's probably just going to full cycle where. Now we have a Mad Queen Danny, and then someone's got to kill her, and then the whole cycle keeps repeating itself, and then oh. Game of Thrones never ends, yada yada. I mean, Grant, okay, I'm going to be honest. People, like, have been predicting that Danny was going to go mad, like her father, since, literally since she started, like, gaining power. Yeah. Like, that's that's been, like, a prediction that people have been, like, dealing with since, like, almost the start of the show, you know? Yeah, which is fair. It's very, uh... Like, yeah, exactly. Like it's it, it's fair. Like it sucks that it's literally that predictable at this point. But honestly, it's like it, it's definitely been on the table this whole time. Yeah, or maybe maybe we're just too accustomed to it to where nothing surprises us anymore. Who knows? Well, what I don't like is like they're kind of they're jerking her character around. Yeah, like they're I don't know. They're trying to just throw too many things at her to like well, that's make her complex right like they're trying to have that like emotional struggle where with the power struggle like it's like too many things that could work on their own just not being able to work together because she's doing a great job you know showing the emotion that she has to in these situations it's just it's not good when every time she comes into the scene it's another extreme emotion like she's extremely depressed because she's lonely she's realizing the people in westeros don't like her and then she goes through and watches her friend or her dragon get murdered then she's pissed and then she's like i'm gonna kill everything 
And then she yeah. watched her friend get murdered. Then she's like, I'm going to kill everything. So it's like, eh, I mean, it's like, stop, chill for a second. Yeah. I mean, she's got her advisors, but she won't listen to them. So whatever. Uh, see, okay. I feel like they're throwing the ball a little bit. Yeah. Like, I feel, uh, like Varys, Varys is like, if I ever told, like, I told you that I would look you in the eyes and tell you if you were doing... Oh, yeah, making a mistake. You were making this a is mistake. a mistake. And, like, way back to when he first said that to her, she was like, all right, bet. Like, he said that and did not push it whatsoever. Because back when he was saying that, like, that was basically saying, like, hey, if I tell you you're making a mistake, that means, like, I'm going to go behind your back and betray you. And she's just like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm igno- I'm not acknowledging that. Yeah. Duh. Like I I feel like she's going to know. Or I feel like maybe a uh, potential like plot that's going to come up is like she does find out that they were talking about treason. Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Haha! Now there's a struggle between us. Now we're infighting again." Yeah. Just for the sake of conflict that just never had to be yeah. there. I don't know. I mean, yeah. like I said, we got two more episodes. Just hoping for the best, because I really don't yeah. want to be disappointed in it. Honestly, though, I saw a comment on Reddit that kind of made sense. It's definitely a hard show to put an end on. No, I agree. But like, I also don't think that the writing should be this bad, even if it is a difficult mm. show to end. And also, when you took another, you took like an extra year in production to make it better. Well, you you have to consider. I mean, George R. R. Martin's writing the goddamn source material for it, and he's been taking forever to finish the books. So George R. R. he's more afraid of fucking shit. He's chilling in the back of McDonald's, just doing fucking nothing. Well, okay, come on. I'm sure. I, I'm, like, I'm sure there's a process, but like, the point I was trying to make is like, that's at least got to go to show. Like, it's definitely not an easy feat to deal with. You know the the setup like because obviously the beginning and ever in the middle was fantastic you know so i'm sure like it's hard to uh i guess put a pin in it just because it only kept getting bigger you know what i mean well yeah i mean it's hard to find an ending to any show no matter what it is it's hard to wrap it up to where everyone's happy with it breaking Mm. bad did a fantastic job with it i've never actually watched breaking bad definitely worth watching i'd say it's probably the best series i've ever watched of really? any show ever yeah hmm, interesting but i might have to give it a try i would anyways Alrighty. you wanna you wanna wrap her up i'm taking you home folks thank you all right folks that has been the frying pan podcast episode 27 i believe yep. and this is going up on thursday the 9th i believe and as always, we are on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Dan's been doing a great job on Instagram, posting some nice uh, pictures here and there. Got a nice, beautiful picture of me recently. Go and go on there. Give us a follow. Give us a like. We and if you're listening to us right now, you're either listening on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, or YouTube. So thank you for doing that. We appreciate it. If you can give us any form of uh, star rating or a comment or a like or whatever we'd appreciate it it helps and as always we do this to get better so any form of constructive criticism would be fence and you could also send your constructive criticism over to our email as well as any form of business at in the pan podcast at gmail.com we'll get back to you as soon as possible on there and for the last time this has been the frying pan podcast have a great rest of your week have a great day I've been Robert D'Onofrio. I've also been Robert D'Onofrio. We've been Robert D'Onofrio. Have a good one, folks. Take care, everyone.